0: Good day, everybody. It's Craig Ryan, back with Carla Heim. Hi, Carla.
1: Hello, Craig.
0: (laughs) We're back and happy to be speaking with yet another really cool entrepreneur from Canada who's part of what we think is the coolest entrepreneurial movement in the world called B Corp. And uh, Carla and I are holding these interviews because in our work at BDC, which is the only bank in the country dedicated exclusively to entrepreneurs, we get to meet so many super interesting people that we thought it criminal to not share them. So today we are speaking with a wonderful woman from Vancouver, British Columbia, whose name is Sarah. Good day Sarah, welcome aboard.
2: Thanks for having me.
0: (laughs) We're happy to be here and we're delighted to have you on. Sarah, what is your company and what do you sell?
2: My company is called Fairware and uh, co-founded it with uh, my business partner, Denise Tashiro, and we sell custom branded merchandise. Uh, so in the lay terms, that would be promotional products. Uh, we focus on ethical sourcing and sustainable materials. So we source products for some of North America's leading change makers and sustainable brands.
0: Cool, so if I'm holding a conference, and I want to offer gifts or keepsakes to the 1,000 participants at my conference, I could call you and you could provide me that certain kind of, uh, of product for me to offer my conference attendees. Is that right?
2: That's exactly right. And we, uh, we really start with conversations. So we don't have a catalog at our site, we, we really want to offer our strategic insight to folks, whether it's a conference or a campaign or uh, a product launch, we want to make sure that the product uh, aligns with the the values of, of the company that we're working with.
1: Yeah, and I know um, you and Denise have done a really good job with your clients about really working with them and developing a relationship. And I love that A lot of your promotional products also come with a message, usually embedded within the product as well, or they'll come with a tag that says where the product was made and a bit of a story about it. Um, It really personalizes it beyond just saying, you know, the company name. Um, Can you tell us a little bit about that program? Sure. So the reason
2: we started the business was, was really to drive change in an industry that had a lot of challenges in terms of the materials and, and, and where the products were coming from. So when we work with folks, we want to make sure that, yeah, they're they're purchasing the, the product that makes sense and aligns, but we also see it as an opportunity to include messaging and to talk about a campaign. So for example, if you're trying to encourage your employees to give up uh, disposable cups, but you're going to hand them a, a travel mug, they're not necessarily going to get the behavior change. So one, we would add some strategy around how to introduce a program like that. But, you know, putting a tag, uh, a message on the mug that talks about, you know, how many tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands cups end up in the landfill, kind of minus one, because you're using a a travel mug now. So we use it as an opportunity to tell a supplier story or to provide additional messaging that's going to help achieve the goal. Some of the more unique things we've done is we'll work with a local supplier and do a custom little kit bag or a pencil case or something that's really functional and and useful. So we do that range where we will do pens and pencils uh, in mugs and t-shirts, but we, we love to work with clients and be a little bit more creative as well. And, uh, you know, create items that, that really are going to, going to be used by people and are functional.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah
1: and I, I, one of my favorite items that we've done together uh, was from, I believe, a company called Common Thread. Is that correct? Right. Yes. yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. And those were really lovely bags.
2: Yeah. Common Thread is a social enterprise uh, that uh, works with immigrant women and they use, uh, they recycle street banners and flags and sales and things like they basically repurpose material into bags so we worked with i worked with carla to do a, a bag made out of those um materials and then we're able to put you know a tag and some messaging in it so when people get the bag they get the story and uh those are the kind of projects we love because the story is so rich and of course it's a commitment for us to work with social enterprises
1: and Uh, folks like that whenever we can. Yeah, it's just, it's very, very meaningful. Um, It's wonderful, so.
0: Now, where are your clients, Sarah? Are they in Vancouver, or are they all over the place?
1: They are across North
2: America. We're about 30 to 40% by dollar in the U.S., and it's it's not traditional for distributors of our size to be outside of their region. Uh, The reason for that is because of our specialty and our niche from really day one, 13 years ago, we uh, we worked with clients um, in the U.S., so across North America, and it's because of that uh, that expertise and strategy that we offer.
0: Tell us about how, uh, Sarah, you, you learned about or discovered the B Corp movement and why you chose to pursue certifying fairware as a certified beneficial corporation.
2: Right, so it was Fairly, quite early days uh, of the B Corp movement, and when we heard about it, uh, just word of mouth, um, we thought it made a lot of sense. Uh, It looked like an interesting movement. We were already doing those things, um, many of them, so it made sense Uh, for us. Really, the motivation was to join a movement that we saw that had potential to drive change, that were like-minded folks, that would be colleagues and friends, Uh, you know, in our industry. I mean, it certainly changed in 13 years, but, you know, to have kind of like-minded folks uh, that shared values was really important to us to talk business. We don't, we didn't really have that in our own industry. So uh, it seemed really, it was about saying, great, we're doing this. Let's see what this is about. But it, it was also about being committed to what we saw as a movement that was starting.
0: What fun. And it's actually not surprising that you pick it up on the street or pick it up at the water cooler in Vancouver because it's in Vancouver amongst, when you look at the Canadian B Corp entrepreneurial communities, it's in Vancouver where you get uh, a fairly tight community. People know each other. They see each other. They do business with each other, perhaps more than other regions of the country. So it's unsurprising that... uh, that you discover it that way and um, find yourselves among them because you're all B Corp-ish <laughs> even before you filled out the forms.
2: This is true. We live in a bit of a bubble. Uh, we actually uh, started many years ago just before B Corp. Uh, we started a, a group of exactly what you're saying, kind of like-minded businesses that were in early stages and you know didn't quite have a board of directors but needed some support and uh just to discuss issues and challenges and we started a little breakfast club that met once a month and uh many of those are now b corps as well
0: Mm. and do the the b corps from other parts of uh, the world that you meet sometimes become business collaborators or clients
2: absolutely uh the b corp Folks are our biggest source of uh, new business. Oh, wow. Right now. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's a great commi- a community because, I mean, part of building the movement is doing business with each other. So there's really uh, motivation and, and no kind of sheepishness or shyness about working with each other. You know, it seems to me that most B Corps are so keen to help each other out uh, in any way they can, whether it's just trading information or
1: or strategy, or, or we're literally selling product to each other.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. interesting.
1: I love, I love that Fairware is owned by two very strong, amazing women. I know that. I love that Fairware has led in terms of supplier code of conduct and ethical sourcing, um, sustainability. But recently, I think one of the things i most most... Um, most interested in and uh, I've learned a lot from you from is the work you've done around diversity and inclusion. Um, In the B Corp community, there has been a diversity and inclusion challenge that has been running over the past two years. And I know the work that you have done um, internally with your company and also helping others learn about diversity and inclusion within the workplace um, has been incredible. Within this challenge, uh, basically companies will pick, you know, three to five things that they're going to try to improve on. And I know that you guys did some work around that too. And and when I looked at you before this challenge started, I thought Fairware was already way ahead of the game, but you've learned a lot uh, through this process as well. I wonder if you can share, us, share with us a little bit about that journey.
2: It has uh, become more and more important uh, to me personally and to us as an organization even though we're in a progressive business movement and we're surrounded by progressive people, there still are challenges to this movement and to, to others uh, in terms of diversity inclusion and making sure that uh, noticing gaps and who's who's at the table and who are on the panels and who, who has a voice. So it's become something that I've really focused on and to uh, have discussions with folks in the B Corp movement and other conferences around Vancouver and also internally. So uh, some of the kind of things that we've done at Fairware are with our own team has been financial literacy and transparency. So, which is, you know, for any entrepreneurs out there listening, you know, that's not the easiest thing is to open your books to your team. Uh, But it's, it's had a huge impact on our team As everybody has essentially skin in the game, we all understand what we're working towards. And uh, as we profit share, (laughs) it makes a a big difference. People know where, how close or how far we are from that. Uh, And it's also, uh, you know, we offer even personal. uh, We work with a firm that uh, will do, does workshops with folks on personal Uh, financial literacy as well
0: for your staff for your staff how many people do you employ at Fairware
2: there are
1: a total of 13 including Denise and myself
0: great okay
1: great can you give us some examples of some of the things that you did internally and uh, some of those things that kind of surprised you because I know you've told me a few stories and it is quite interesting
2: sure I think some of it uh, we we happened upon so through my volunteer work and, and also Fairware being a partner with an organization in Vancouver called the Vancouver street soccer league. That uh, is a homeless soccer organization. So at one point I said, Oh, well we should just hire people from, from the league. Cause we have this position open. That's, you know, kind of a shipper packer. Why don't we just hire somebody? So we did that. And, um, things like that where we've learned a lot, we've had success and we've had challenges. Uh, It's also led me to become a part of something called the President's Group, which uh, is a group of business leaders who are working towards more accessible, inclusive workplaces. And so I found that there are actually a lot of resources out there uh, to help with social hiring. So, I mean, one thing that happens, I think, in entrepreneurship and in small businesses is there. You know, we don't have a department of diversity inclusion. We, you know, we sometimes do things uh, spontaneously and then kind of backfill with policy. So, <laughs> But what it's led us to do and being a part of the diversity inclusion challenges is, has, to, has actually, you know, helped us and challenged us to formalize things like this instead of just saying like, oh, we're going to hire someone. We actually know we are now committed to having a social hire in our organization. So that's what we, from now on, will, will, will do. So that's also a challenge because we have to find the right position and we're kind of in that process of, of trying to sort that out. But it's, I've been really appreciative of the B Corp structure for kind of holding us accountable and actually pushing us to, to do things better and uh, to be more robust about how we go about things like diversity inclusion. You know, we're also a living, a certified living wage employer. You know, we have flexible hours. We've changed our job descriptions and our application process to be more inclusive. So there there have been a lot of great resources through B Corp to, to improve on in these areas.
0: I'd like if I could now, Sarah, to turn to... Um uh, not the clients, like the conference organizers or the campaign organizers who would buy your products, but to the companies from which you buy. Um, sure. Uh, I, I'd be surprised to hear that you can supply or you, that local suppliers or close suppliers would be able to provide you everything you need. Um, and one of the things that uh, I notice amongst the B Corp uh, world, uh, people in it, is that they are resourceful, creative entrepreneurs who roll up the sleeves and get it done and they're not perfectionists. Um, Some people would equate a company like yours with local and only local and nothing but. Is that accurate? Do you have suppliers, say, in China?
2: Yeah, that's uh, yes we do, and no we don't source everything (laughs) locally. Uh, We wouldn't be in business if we did. Nor is every single product made of Recycled content. So okay for us the bottom line has always been around the ethical sourcing piece because You could source an organic shirt from a sweatshop true. So right so it's it's really about the the sourcing and doing the homework on on that side. That's the foundation the underpinning of everything we do so Yes, we source from China. Many of our suppliers source from China. Uh, when manufacturing made that move many years ago, um, there, you know, in the retail world, we all heard about Nike and, you know, the cadmium in the McDonald's glass cups. So there's been a lot of push there. Our industry has been slower to, to catch up, uh, but it's something that we've been on top of from from the very beginning. So. And And it's a it's a bit of a a myth that somehow uh, all all factories in in North America are perfect and True. anything in China is not. So you can find a sweatshop uh, in Vancouver. You can find sweatshops all over North America. Not saying that that's predominantly what's there, but it's it's a myth to think that there aren't any. And some factories in China have are, are frankly have better conditions than uh, than some here.
0: Ah so it's an oversimplification to get categorical about countries country is good country is bad yeah okay yes. that's interesting yes. you must you you folks must be learning a lot about what you do meaning the supply chains i bet you i bet you're probably called upon by people in other larger companies to learn is that the case
2: yeah absolutely uh, that's denise's area of expertise and she's called on all the time we also have uh she speaks about that and and helps folks out with that we we even have you know resources on our our websites oh really you know yeah so steps to ethical sourcing um so you know we want to (laughs) share what we what we know with folks so that they can
0: uh they can learn too.
2: you know learn too. yeah exactly
0: Um, If I may, may I'd like to turn the conversation from Fairware to Sarah, the person, and the entrepreneur. Uh, I'm always intrigued, and I bet most of our listeners are too, uh, to hear the story of how you two co-founded the company, if indeed you co-founded it together, Um, where that decision came from, where did it spring from, was a life as a businesswoman something that you had always... uh, sought, or pursued, or saw for yourself, or what were the circumstances?
2: The the idea came from Denise, and at the time she was working uh, in head office of Mountain Equipment Co-op in Vancouver, Uh and has a background in sustainability, and ethical sourcing, and environmental management, and in working with other brands, uh, saw this gap in the market, found that people, because MEC was you know, on the forefront of, of when production and manufacturing went, uh, offshore, uh, they've always been very robust at their, their ethical sourcing and their factory audits, et cetera. So she found that brands were coming to her and saying, we want to buy MEC product and put co-brand, put our brand on it. And that wasn't, um, in the works. So it was literally at a birth, Denise's birthday party many hmm. years ago. And there were three of us at the time, so she had another uh, friend, and they. Because we're uh, we're a distributor, there isn't a lot of overhead to start up a business like this. Really, um, I mean, now of course, but in the beginning, it's the kind of business that one can start with a not a lot of expense or overhead. So there were three of us. The two didn't want to quit their day jobs, and I had some flexibility because of where I was in my life. I was. Uh, post-starving artist and uh, substitute teaching and so I said I'll start it up I'll give it a go and so none of us knew anything about the industry about promotional products in fact one of the uh, fun stories from the very start when I was in my garage with my you know shared flip phone and an internet cord coming out from the house uh, (laughs) was our one of our first jobs i talked to the printer we were doing t-shirts and i said okay so we have this order and she's like all right so you're gonna send me a po and i said yeah of course and i went and googled (laughs) po that's That's awesome
0: (laughs) thank god for google (laughs) yeah and it
2: those. Google was like a little bit you know you had to put and plus sign and all that kind of stuff but anyway I was like purchase order okay right that's what that is okay so I made one up on a word document of course of course
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, so the business was launched at a birthday yes. dinner there was probably wine at the birthday dinner and yes, yes. um Uh, a jump sure I'll give it a go that's really fun yes we really can't let anybody go without making sure that they know where exactly they can find you so I guess the best way is your website right yes yeah so www.fairware.com on behalf of all of our listeners thank you so so much